Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. You're tuned to America's most widely syndicated travel radio show, and I'm your genial radio show host and travel journalist, Rudy Maxa. Hey, if you're headed to London this summer, you might want to note this important detail. As of July 6th, London buses will no longer accept cash for fares. So you got to buy yourself. You don't have to. You can buy tickets uh, individually. But my advice, if you're going to ride more than three or four times, is buy yourself what's called an Oyster card at any tube station or newsstand. Not only will it make it easier for you to take public transportation, both the underground, or as they call it, of course, the tube, and buses, but you'll pay a lot less for each ride, like a lot less, 50% less if you buy than if you buy per-trip tickets. Or you can avail yourself of a Barclay bike. It's a citywide bike rental operation that has a special offer this summer. Unlimited rentals under 30 minutes for free. And you'll see these bikes parked all over town. You've seen them in big cities now. They have those bike racks, and you just unlock them. So you, uh, if you want to use a bike for less than 30 minutes, it's free. If you want to rent it for all day, it's $3.40. Not bad. Coming up on the show this hour, it's all happening in Brazil right now with Friday's start of the World Cup competition. The centerpiece of Rio is its world-famous beach. You've heard of it. It's an iconic beach, Copacabana. Our friend who writes for the international editions of Reader's Digest, Robert Keener, visited Copacabana recently to write an article about the beach. He'll join me in about 10 minutes to give us a firsthand report about that very difficult assignment. It was good of Robert to take the time to go down to Brazil to the beach. And would you pay $25 before a flight to buy insurance that would pay you $1,000 if you're stuck on the tarmac for two hours for that flight? Well, that's just one of the contingencies covered by a whole new kind of flight insurance it doesn't pay you if you perish in a flight. This is an old-fashioned die-in-a-crash flight. Remember in the old... Well, you're probably not old enough to remember that. I am. You could pay this money and insure yourself on a flight for a million bucks. This insurance pays you if you're inconvenienced. We'll learn more about air care. That's what it's called when the company's chief operating officer joins me in about half an hour. And I think you've really got to like airplanes to make one your home. That's what Bruce Campbell of Portland, Oregon does. And now he's using the hull of another aircraft to make a home for somebody who th thinks like him and lives in Japan. We'll visit with him. And all I remember of the car trips of my youth is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Nothing wrong with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But the editor of a magazine called Taste of Home has some better ideas about what to pack for your next long drive. First, let's start with a quick look at some of this week's news and travel. As we always do, the biggest news, well, for frequent flyer people, pertains to United Airlines' uh, decision this week. United had already joined Delta in requiring passengers spend a certain amount of money to achieve its various levels of elite status in its frequent flyer program. Now, beginning next March, how many miles you earn on a flight depends on how much you pay for your ticket, says United, which is going to start next year for Delta as well. The goal uh, by United is to cut down on shrewd mileage collectors who find long but inexpensive flights so they can rack up lots of miles, achieve elite status, and collect free tickets by spending as little as possible. In short, fans of those so-called mileage runs, of which I have been one or two times in the past, uh, fans of mileage runs are going to have to tweak their strategies now. This case, as I said, United is still ta is taking a page out of Delta's playbook. And while American hasn't yet joined the club in this regard, I have every confidence that airline will once it integrates U.S. Airways Frequent Flyer Miles program into its program. 
How many miles you earn per dollar spent will be related to your elite status or lack thereof with United. Passengers without elite status will earn five miles per dollar spent. Silvers will earn seven, gold eight, platinum nine, and premier 1Ks, meaning they accumulate, you accumulate at least 100,000 United miles a year. Well, you'll earn 11 miles for every dollar spent. We'll talk more about this sea change and how the legacy carriers are changing the frequent flyer rules as we get closer to the new year and these rules start kicking in. Two years ago, Peru displaced Colombia as the world's number one producer of cocaine, according to the Drug Enforcement Administration. I remember authorities regularly finding stashes of cocaine on American airline flights coming out of Bogota in Colombia. This week, it was Peru's narcs who broke up a ring of cocaine smugglers operating at Lima's airport. Eight employees who worked for three different airport companies, including the company that loads cargo on planes, would swap out passengers' luggage with identical suitcases filled with cocaine. The favored route was reportedly uh, Mexico City, because that's where a tip led Mexican police to a suitcase containing 50 pounds of cocaine on a lawn flight. 50 pounds, by coincidence, is generally the allowable weight of a check bag. Those arrests come on the heels of the detention in April and May of this year of five police who were assigned to the airport. They were charged with alleged cocaine smuggling. Well, many Americans are choosing to take their vacations this year by flying, says a survey by TripAdvisor. We've got Kevin Carter with TripAdvisor joining me with for perhaps have some reasons why this is so. Kevin, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Yeah, thanks very much. It's great to be here. So, so it's not that airfares have gone necessarily down the last year. Uh, what are the reasons uh, you're finding that people are flying more? Well, um, what we're seeing is that uh, both domestic and international travel is up, and as more and more travelers are interested in taking a flight, and that is a trend that we've seen over the past three years. Um, one of the things that they say that, that has improved about air travel over the past five years are things like boarding and booking. Uh, it's gotten much easier for folks to do that. Um, and what they're seeing is that there's a more streamlined check-in process, 38% said that, easier booking, 36%, and more streamlined security process, uh, 32%. But not more legroom. <laughs> Not more legroom. That's absolutely right. So um, you, you'd hit the nail on the head. Uh, travelers still have persistent complaints about uh, seat comfort and, and legroom. And as a matter of fact, um, uncomfortable seats and limited legroom, 73% said that they uh, are frustrated by that, which is surprising because that's even more so than uh, costly airline fees and ticket prices at 66%. Yeah, you know, and that legroom situation isn't going to change. I don't know if you're old enough to remember, uh, Kevin. Oh, gosh, it must have been now. It's got to be nearly 16, 17 years, eight, maybe 20 years ago that American removed a couple aisles of seats because uh, they were going to show that, you know, they're going to give everybody more legroom and coach. And their Absolutely. numbers didn't change at all. It just didn't work. People still went for the lowest fare. Uh, as opposed to where they'd get a couple extra inches of legroom. Uh, an American put those rows right back in. So I think we as passengers say we want more legroom, but we're not willing to pay, you know, 10 extra bucks for it. We're gonna, still going to go to that airline that's charging us, you know, 10 fewer bucks. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and the survey reflected that as well, where travelers just are not interested in paying, generally speaking, and, uh, extra fees for anything. Um, and it's and interesting saw- that you point that out about the seats as well. Um, one of the other trends that we saw is in regards to slimline seats. Which, exactly. Um, a lot of folks are probably familiar with, but um, a new design that's supposed to give travelers more room. And um, ultimately, the, the verdict was that travelers are, are not too, um, not too uh, hot on that particular type of seat. Uh, 65% said they are less comfortable than the traditional airline seats. Oh, my goodness. Will we ever get it all right? We all just <laughs> want to fly first class at coach fast, fast prices. That's what it comes down to, isn't it, Kevin? That sounds great to me. Yeah. Well, thank you for stopping by, Kevin. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Cheers. 
Right. Kevin Carter is with TripAdvisor.com, and he is a spokesman there. When we come back, we're going to head to the beach in Rio. You ever been to Rio? I haven't. I'm dying to go to Brazil. Boy, Brazil has been getting just an onslaught of publicity lately, both positive and negative, tied obviously with the opening of the World Cup this week. Uh, you know, you'd have to be in a cave to know that there are a lot of Brazilians who are upset about the amount of money their government has paid uh, to build stadiums in places where they might not be used after the, this month ends of World Cup games. Anyway, we'll head to the beach. Stick with me. We'll be right back. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code GOGOGO for an extra 15% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at Orbitz.com rewards to get instant vacation gratification or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium-level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him too. Introducing Nexium 24-Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid-blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24-Hour, Nexium-level protection, now in the heartburn aisle. May take one to four days. Use as directed to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. A click. A single click of the mouse. It seems harmless. But what is a click, really? A click is a decision. A click can buy, send, agree, decline, cancel. A click can say, I trust you, or I don't. The click is a powerful thing, and anyone could compromise your personal information. So make the one click that can help protect you. Go to IdentityGuard.com free for a free trial. Identity Guard. Because it doesn't take much. Join Rudy Maxa. Call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. This segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at Orbitz.com. And what's better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards using Orbucks on Orbitz? Well, earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. So join Orbitz Rewards and use the promo code GOGOGO, and you'll get an extra 15% off eligible hotel stays. There are instant rewards. You can pile on top of more instant rewards. You can sign up now at orbits.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. Or go to rudymaxa.com and look under sponsors. The last time we talked to our friend Robert Keener, from the, uh, he's a writer with the International Editions of Reader's Digest magazine. He uh, was describing swimming with piranhas uh, in the Amazon in South America. He survived that, and apparently there was a little reward waiting for him at the end of that assignment because he's got a new story coming out. 
He had to spend, oh gosh, what did you spend, a week or so, Rob, at the beach in Copacabana in Rio de Janeiro? Well, you know, it's pretty tough, Rudy, but I did spend a week there, yeah. Well, you got to, I mean, how can you write about the beach without spending a week? Exactly. Yeah. Now, Brazil, I mean, your, 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 your timing on this piece is perfect because Brazil has just been all over the media the last, gosh, couple of weeks leading up to Friday's begin of, beginning of that of the month-long World Cup taking place in various cities in Brazil, including Rio. Um, did you see, I gather the stadium, one, the stadium in Rio is quite near the beach, the new stadium. It is. It's pretty well tucked there. Um, it's also near the downtown, obviously, and the favela. So it's really, in a way, it's sort of like the beach. It's supposed to be democratic. Everybody's going there. But as you know, there's some complications coming up, it sounds like. Yeah, and describe what, a, what the favelas are in Rio, if you don't mind. Well, the favelas are those famous hill towns, they're shanty towns where the poor people live. And the fascinating part of the location, the demographics, is they're right cheek by jowl with the high-rises of Copacabana Beach. So they're really in the same neighborhood almost. Now, I've not been to, to Rio, but I gather that the Copacabana Beach on the other side of the road is, are, are luxury, is lined with luxury hotels and condominiums or apartment buildings? It is. I, there, I wouldn't say luxury. It used to be luxury. It's still pretty upper class and middle class, say. That's a, it's, it's more of a democratic neighborhood now. It's the real feel of Rio if you stay in a hotel or an apartment along Copacabana Beach. And the beach is long? Yeah, it's about three miles long. It's a beautiful oh. beach, fine sand beach. And as you know, that famous picture, it's like a picture postcard. Uh, at one end, there's Christ the Redeemer statue up high, and the other end is Sugarloaf. So it's probably one of the most beautiful bays and beaches I've ever seen. And because you're so thorough in spending a week uh, stay, uh, hanging around the beach there, you notice that it seems to be sort of a, a melting pot and a, a place where Folks who live in the poor part of town, the favelas, and folks who live might live in a fancier place, uh, maybe one of the few places they mingle in Rio. Yeah, that's a really good point. What they do is they call it the People's Beach. You know, Michael Palin, the uh, travel writer, he said that this is where you can see the gap between the favela, with, with the, the gap between the favela and the favored almost disappear on the beach. And it's fascinating to walk up and down the beach and see everybody. I talked to a really well-known. Brazilian writer, Roberto de Mata, and he said to me, you'll notice on the beach there's no class distinctions. And I said, why? And he said, well, for one reason, everybody's nearly naked. There's very little to tell the classes apart. And because the beaches are public, everybody's welcome. He says, it's, the beach is Brazil's most democratic space. It's really interesting. Hmm. And is, uh, we're talking with Robert Keener. He's a writer, a contributing editor, with, uh, and a longtime journalist. He writes for Reader's Digest International Editions, and he had the difficult assignment of spending a week on the Copacabana Beach in Brazil recently. His piece is just coming out around the world now. Um, Rob, is, is, is the stereotypical picture of uh, both men, well, women in these sort of dental floss bikinis and men in these little, uh, these little teeny tiny bathing suits, is, is that still true? And is that a majority? Is that a minority? Or is that the look? Well, as you know, it took me a week to discover this question, yeah. Rudy. That's, yeah, that's it was good I, of you to take that I'm time. I'm not so sure about the men, but I can tell you, I'm just kidding, I know about both. It's called the tanga, and they're Brazilian women, actually Rio women, which are called, residents of Rio, as you know, are called cariocas. They wear right. the tanga, which is, I looked into this for quite a while, the tanga is what we would call more like a dental floss bikini. And the Brazilian women told me that they were, wanted to be very distinct, that it's smaller than a French bikini. 
Oh, they wanted to make that distinction. That was important. Exactly. And, in fact, I was talking to one person um, about how important it is to be seeing, seeing and being seen on the beach. You know, it's not rude to leer at someone or look at someone, because uh, that's, what, that's what Brazil is all about, beautiful bodies. And I talked to one woman, and she said she was wearing a tanga, which, as I said, is like a dental floss bikini. She said, we grew up wearing tiny bathing suits, and we consider it a compliment when people look at us. She said, you know, don't you understand that? And I was nodding my head saying, yes, I do. Well, because you didn't want to offend the locals by not looking. Well, I didn't. And uh, regarding that, I started off wearing my... uh, (laughs) my, Yeah, let's talk about the men. Yeah. Yeah, Well, the men wear something called sungas, which are not as small as a Speedo, but they're in between what we would wear, what I would wear as a bathing suit and a uh, Speedo. So I started off the week wearing, you know, very pale, obviously, and wearing my cut-off, zip-off cargo pants. And a friend of mine got a picture of those and said, you know, you're crazy. You can't wear those. So by the end of the week, I had purchased a sunga in the traditional Rio colors of green and white, or Brazilian colors, and I was wearing that and hoping that I would sort of blend in on the beach. But the answer is nobody's looking at me anyway. So, <laughs> Well, also, you, you were down there during, you live in Vermont, in, uh, in Stowe, Vermont, and you were down there during Vermont's winter, so I don't presume you were burnished to that perfect golden raisin tan. <laughs> no, I was awfully white. I looked like a young German boy, I believe. <laughs> or an um, old German boy. I hate to deal with it, but crime is a, is a, a street crime is is very uh, is, is Rio's known for that, uh, you know, snatching a grab or just holding people up and taking their Rolex or their which you shouldn't be wearing or your wallet which you shouldn't be carrying. Um, yeah, you're you're right. Sadly, it is a factor and everyone tells you the drill is you go to the beach with only your bathing suit, a few dollars or reels, the local money, and that's all. And you can buy a chair on the beach, and you can get a towel on the beach, and don't bring any valuables. And that's drilled into all tourists and visitors there. And sadly, there's a lot of problems still with snatchers. So you don't take your Nikon camera and set it next to your chair while you're sunbathing? No, you don't, and you'll stick out like a sore thumb, plus the fact that I was completely white. I did have an incident. I was walking down the beach the first day with my backpack and my zipped-off shorts, as you can see, and I was, stuck, I was approached by about a five-foot young boy with a shoeshine kit around his back over his shoulder, and he said, you want to shine? And I said, well, no, I'm wearing tennis shoes, for one thing. Well, I looked down, and he pointed to my shoes, and they were covered with yellow mustard, and I found out that this was an old scam. Somewhere a few minutes earlier, here an accomplice had squirted my shoes with mustard. And I tried to get him to stop, but he wouldn't. And it turns out this is a pretty well-known scam. Wait, wait a minute. You tried to get, did you see the mustard being squirted on you? That's not the no, guy you tried to stop. No, that's what I'm saying. That's how, that's how professional they are. Okay, so you didn't know there was mustard until you looked down, and then you tried to get the guy who wanted to shine your shoes to leave you alone. Exactly, yeah. And I said, no, 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 go away. And he wouldn't, and he just kept shining away. Anyway, at the end of it, he turns to me and says, that'll be, he shows me a sign, says, this will be 50 U.S. dollars. Well, I was a little, <laughs> I was, first I was amused or bemused, and then I found out this is a little more serious than I think, because he's, um, a lot of these kids have knives and they can be dangerous. So uh, I gave him $2 and he went away, uh, but I taped it all. And turns out later I found out from the police that he was a drug addict and there were problems. So you just have to really be on your toes all the time and don't take anything extra with you to the beach. What do you mean you taped it all? Well, I had my video camera taping him while he was shining my shoes because I, I didn't know it was as serious as I thought it was. Oh, he actually did clean the mustard off your shoes. Oh, yeah. My shoes look great. 
Uh, but not fifty dollars. You should have got to watch a new pair of shoes for fifty dollars. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot oh, of petty okay. theft. But you know, I think instead of scaring people, if you know what you're doing and you don't take your valuables to the beach or with you in the city or you wear your jewelry, you'll be fine. Right. And go barefoot. Because <laughs> the mustard, right. you can just wipe it off on the sand or the grass. Exactly. Right? Oh, Rob, geez. Well, okay, so you're not dissuading people from going there. you just got to know the rules. That's right, yeah. You just have to be aware all the time. Are there a lot of merchants uh, prowling the beach selling stuff? Yeah, I think, I think the line is um, they sell everything. You know, from uh, if you want to buy a sunga or your girlfriend wants to buy a tonga, you can buy one on the beach. Um, they sell everything from food to, to uh, things to drink to things to buy to bikinis to everything. It's like a moving market. Is it market, annoying? Basically. Do they hassle you, or is it fairly... Uh, no, they're great. They're wonderful people, and I interviewed several of them. And an interesting aspect of the beach, as we said, it's the people's beach. It's a really democratic beach. Right. It's sort of Rio in a nutshell. But at one end of the beach is a fascinating bit of um, Copacabana's and Rio's history. Copacabana. Ah, the old fisherman. The old fisherman. That's right. It was a fishing yeah. village at one time. Rob, thanks for giving us a glimpse of Copacabana. Rob Kabiner is a writing, uh, excuse me, a writer with Reader's Digest International Editions. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium-level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him too. Introducing Nexium 24-Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid-blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24-Hour, Nexium-level protection, now in the heartburn aisle. May take one to four days. Use as directed to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. If you walked into an American airport back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe even the 80s, you'd often see, a, used to be desks, then they put in kiosks where you could buy flight insurance. And flight insurance was basically taking out a policy for a half a million dollars or a million dollars for that one flight you were going to be on in case it went down. Your loved one back home would go, what a smart guy or woman she was to buy that million-dollar policy because now we're okay. Uh, this is a different kind of insurance. Mike Meeks is the chief operation officer of a company of, of an insurance uh, site called AirCare, just like it sounds, aircare.com, all one word. This is not going to insure your life flying. It's going to insure you from the, well, it's going to reimburse you, let's put it that way, 
from inconveniences like lost luggage, delayed flights, etc. It's just started up. It's brought to you by the Oracle of Omaha himself. Uh, this is a company started by him. Uh, you may you may know that Warren Buffett also owns Geico, or a good percentage of Geico. Uh, Mike Meeks is the Chief Operation Officer of AirCare.com. Mike, that's my introduction. Did I get anything wrong? Well, I think you're, uh, you did pretty good there, Rudy. The only thing I'd say is instead of going to aircare.com, let's go ahead and go to bhtp.com. That's Berkshire Hathaway Travel Protection, and it's uh, bhtp.com. Okay, but I would suggest you get, get it down to aircare.com I mean, because <laughs> it's hard for people to remember <laughs> bhtp.com. Not a lot of people have stock. I'll in get Berkshire, our marketing Berkshire. guys working on it. All right, get them working on it. Okay, so describe the coverage here. Now, this this is very specialized coverage, and it's only – is it for just that one-way flight when you buy it, or is it for your round-trip, on, 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 if you have a round-trip ticket? Well, it's, it's actually for a round-trip ticket or a one-way ticket. You know, we, we look at the, uh, the air care product from Berkshire Hathaway Travel Protection as a way to protect any trip you go on. Traditional travel insurance today covers, uh, you know, a handful of things. It covers your medical expenses. It covers your uh, trip cancellation concerns. But we want to introduce air care because it, AirCare really provides coverage for that everyday traveler, that traveler that's going to go on the, uh, you know, their trip from Minneapolis to Las Vegas, or they're going to go on a, uh, they're going to go to visit their family in uh, in Tennessee or whatever it happens to be. And AirCare really provides coverage for those types of trips. And the and, and the core coverage you describe some of the coverage. Just, go ahead and yeah. describe some of the coverage. So the core coverages. The core coverages are uh, what we call our flight delay coverage, which pays you $50 if your flight's delayed for more than two hours. We have our misconnection coverage, which means if you miss your connection, uh, we're going to go ahead and pay you $500. If you're stuck on the tarmac, our tarmac delay coverage, if you're stuck on the tarmac for greater than two hours, we're going to pay you $1,000. If your bags are wow. delayed more than 12 hours, we're going to pay you 500 And if your bags are lost, we're going to pay you 1000 So there's five core coverages. How long does your bag have to, bags have to be missing to collect that 500 uh, to collect the 500, you just have to be uh, delayed more than 12 hours. I see. Okay. Now, uh, so, so, uh, so is it a flat fee of $25 for all of this? You've got it, yeah. Flat fee of $25 covers your round trip. So you can cover uh, however many segments you're on and all for that single $25 fee. Okay, and that'll cover your round trip. So I'm flying, as you say, from Minneapolis to Vegas and back. Twenty-five bucks. I'm covered I'm for tarmac delays, luggage going missing for more than 12 hours, or being lost. And if yep. I miss a connection because I'm changing planes somewhere and a flight gets in late or whatever, I'm also covered on that. You've got it. All right. Where, how, do you have, you have kiosks at airports? How does one buy this? Well, you can purchase it online at bhtp.com. You can give us a call at 844-411-BHTP. Uh, or you can download our mobile apps, and we have mobile applications for both Android and iPhone, and you can purchase the coverage up to an hour before departure. So if you're on your ah, way to the airport in the morning and, yeah, forgot to purchase, you can just go ahead and pull up the app and uh, and purchase right there. And is the app under BHTP or is it under AirCare? It's under BHTP. BHTP stands for Berkshire Hathaway, the holding company that Warren Buffett and uh, others own. Um, it's a publicly held company. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway Trip Protection, bhtp.com slash aircare. All right, so I, I go online and buy this. Uh, so I don't, I, that's the way to buy it, either online or using a mobile device. Yep, you can give us a call, too. I mean, some people still like to talk to a, a contact center agent over the phone, so by all means, okay. give us a call, and we'll help you out that way as well. All right, now how long have you been offering this now? Uh, we've only been offering it for a couple of weeks, so it's a brand-new product in the market. We've gotten great response. Uh, we've uh, and we've been, as you can imagine, we've been paying claims. So it's uh, well, it's it's been a fun couple of weeks. 
I was going to ask, I mean, how, how in an average day, I know you've just started, so this is no way in, indicative of the future, but it, how many folks in an average day have uh, had legitimate claims? Well, you know, there's, there's so far this year, there have been millions of travelers that have been impacted by travel delays. Uh, right. So we're seeing a subset of that come in in claims. But I'm seeing claims come in every day, uh, every night. And actually, it's interesting, some of this, if you, if you start to look at the patterns, you know, the, the later you get in the day, the more claims I start to see. And so uh, we've, uh, we've been playing, we've been paying tarmac delay claims, we've been paying flight delay claims, misconnections, baggage delay. Uh, we've really seen it all come in. All right, quick question. I flew from Minneapolis to Washington, D.C. yesterday. Uh, weather prevented my plane from landing at Washington National. We had to go to Washington Dulles and sit on the ground for a while, and then we got to National late. What, was I covered in any way for that? Would I have been? Well, uh, it doesn't sound like it. Were you, did you miss a connection anywhere along the way? No, no. And uh, the flight just got in late. Tarmac for greater than uh, yeah. It, if, if you just get in late right now, we don't have uh, we don't have a coverage okay. to cover just getting in late. But okay. uh, we would if you would have been stuck on the tarmac for more than two hours, or if you would have been delayed for greater than two hours uh, before you departed. That's some other load stuck on the tarmac, a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. We paid uh, we paid our share of those so far. All right, Mike. Thank you for joining me. It's a very creative, and uh, we may check in with you as the business becomes a little more mature. Okay. Well, thanks, Rudy. Really appreciate the time. Mike Meeks is the Chief Operation Officer with AirCare.com. Interesting proposition. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Hey, welcome to Boost Mobile. What can I get for you today? Well, uh, what are your options? Well, you can pick a phone and get a plan starting at just $40 a month with unlimited talk, text, and data. Hmm, okay, okay. Uh, how much is the plan for uh, this smartphone? $40 a month. What about the plan for that one with the huge screen? Yeah, that one also is $40 a month. Even with the new Samsung Galaxy S5? Yep. How much is the plan with that shiny gold phone? <laughs> it's got to be like, what, a thousand bucks, right? Wrong. No matter which phone you choose, our plan started at $40 a month. Okay, okay, I get that. But, but what about... Pick the phone you want on the plan you want. Plan starting at only $40 a month for unlimited talk, text, and data on a nationwide Sprint 4G LTE network. Boost Mobile. $40 plan includes 500 megabytes a month of 3G, 4G high-speed data. Video streaming may be limited to 3G speeds. Shrinking payment discounts are not included with monthly unlimited select plans. Coverage not available everywhere. Sprint 4G LTE reaches over 200 million people. Phone availability may vary. Additional restrictions apply. See in-store materials or boostmobile.com for details. Geico presents Strange Saving Stories. Astronomers detected an interstellar transmission. It stated, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The implications were staggering. Was the cosmos telling us we could all save hundreds on car insurance with Geico? Or did their radar merely pick up a signal from the nearby Rufus and Clyde's morning show? We may never know. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him too. Introducing Nexium 24 Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24 Hour, Nexium level protection, now in the heartburn aisle. May take one to four days. Use as directed to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. 
I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Most Americans know they're at risk for identity theft, but many still aren't sure if they need Identity Guard. To clear things up, you need Identity Guard if you have done any of the following. Opened a bank account, ordered a pizza, lived indoors, filled a prescription, filed taxes, paid your electric bill, been born, owned a cell phone, attended kindergarten, or visited a website. If you've done any of these, go to IdentityGuard.com free to help protect your personal information with a free trial. Identity Guard, because it doesn't take much. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 43 minutes after the hour, and if you go to Bruce Campbell's home and knock on the door, well, you're going to be knocking on some metal because he lives in the fuselage of a 727 that's parked somewhere in a forest near Portland, Oregon. And now he's working on a new project in Japan. Bruce, um, explain yourself to this audience who are going, what? What did he just say? <laughs> well, indeed I do. I live in an airplane, uh, Boeing 727, in the middle of the woods in, on my property in Oregon. And it's a terrific lifestyle. I highly recommend it for anyone with an exploratory heart. And I'm anticipating, if I can get traction, there are no guarantees, but I'm anticipating repeating the project with a more elegant execution, learning from the mistakes I've made in the past with another home in Japan. Did you find someone as nuts as you? I'm just kidding. Bruce, you were on the show about three years ago, so I, I know how you did it, but we're going to recap some of that. But did you, is, there, is there somebody in Japan who wants to have that? Well, I, I think there is popular interest. It's difficult to gauge, of course, and it's very, very early in that project. There are no guarantees I'll be able to execute it there. But my sense is that the culture is very highly in tune with the, the cool factor of technology. They love exploration. Uh, that, that, that is, the, uh, the, the culture supports an exploratory spirit, and my sense is that it should work well. What are the? But I mean, you have a client who's who's expressing interest. I gather, right? right? No, uh, this is a private project. That that is, I'll be building a private home. It will oh, for support, yourself. Yes. I see. I'm sorry. I thought it was for another party. Okay. No, no. Well, what exactly are the advantages to living in an airplane? Well, it's um, it's aerospace technology. There's really no match. It's it's like the precision, very high performance sports car of homes, um, and then some. Um, the, these are remarkable structures. They're the finest large structures that is large enough that a person can live in them that mankind builds. Um, they, they withstand all sorts of insults, 600-mile-per-hour uh, winds, any earthquake that the earth can dish out. Um, they're sealed pressure canisters, so they stay completely clean inside. Um, no, nothing can get in that's not wanted. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a remarkably strong, remarkably beautiful, remarkably precise and exhilarating structure. It's, it's just a treat to live in. Let's be clear about this. This is not a plane that you can start up the engines and take off on. No, it's not, although the second project will be a bit different. It'll be with a full bird that is a complete aircraft, sands only the engines. The engines are the only thing that will be removed. 
Okay, so this is a fixed home. It's a very long home, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed, although I forget the dimensions. My focus now is on the new project, which is about 60 meters long. Um, as I recall, this uh, aircraft is, to use English terms, 136 feet long. Mm -hmm. But frankly, I don't remember the figures, though they're on my website. Is the cockpit intact? No, uh, this aircraft was largely salvaged before being converted into a home, which I view as a profound mistake. But the cockpit is now about 50% intact, and I'm slowly renovating it as time goes on. Are you talking about your home or the one in Japan? Um, this one, that, that is, the cockpit in this aircraft was salvaged. In Portland? Yes. In Oregon? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry, yes, uh, and I'm in America now, so I'm in my Boeing 727 home now in Oregon. Okay, so what, what is the cockpit? Is it like a library or a lavatory? I mean, what, what do you use the cockpit for now? Well, I, I simply use it as a control center for the home, essentially using it per its original design. It, um, it, it's the, the place where everything about the home is controlled. The lighting systems, climate control systems, and so on. Um, our, uh, con the, the cockpit is control central for all that. And as I recall, when you were, on a guest, when you were a guest a few years ago, you said it took a couple years for you to wire it and, 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 and plumb it, etc. In, indeed, because the salvage work was damaging. And I learned, of course, from that. I, re I recognize now that the um, most efficient and wisest way to convert an airplane into a home is to leave it intact. Air aircraft are flying homes to begin with. They provide all the, all the utility that human beings need. They're plumbed with aerospace technology plumbing. Their electrical systems are very thorough at aerospace quality levels. Everything that you need is already there. So long as it's not damaged, it should just be used uh, as, as it is. And you've got 200 seats to sit in and watch TV on. <laughs> Indeed. Lots of friends can come over. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. You can find pictures of Bruce's place by going to airplanehome.com. Bruce, thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much, Rudy. Pleasure. Our, our pleasure. I love Bruce Campbell. Airplanehome.com's website. Take a look at the picture of his home in Oregon, his airplane home that he's made. We'll be back after this short break. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 52 after the hour, and if you're hitting the road with the family for a car trip, well, I remember when I did car trips with my parents. Uh, I sat in the back seat, and I had peanut butter and jelly all the time. Not complaining. Love peanut butter and jelly. James Shen has a more has a more cultured approach to this. He is the editor of Taste of Home, which is America's largest cooking magazine. And he's suggesting that we skip rest stop snacks and overpriced amusement park grub and bring our own food that I presume would be tastier and healthier and certainly less expensive. Does that sum it up in three words or three phrases, James? That would be exactly it, yes. All right. Give, me some, give us some ideas. What, does, uh, what, what do you and your colleagues at Taste of Home 
think would be uh, wise to pack for on-the-road eating? Well, I mean, a lot of people just, like, I, like you had mentioned earlier, is just fall on the, uh, the traditional things like the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And, I mean, like you said, I remember those as, as a kid, kind of soggy from the bottom of the cooler after all the ice had melted. <laughs> yeah. But um, what we're thinking is, like, treat it almost like a tailgate. It's like the foods that you bring on a tailgate are usually pretty food or food safe. Uh, you need just a little refrigeration from your cooler, uh, and are actually a whole lot of fun to eat. Uh, first things that I think of are, are like just skewers of things. So like uh, chunks of uh, salami or other sausages, tomatoes, pickles, things like that. And you could have a little dipping sauce that you put in a little food-safe plastic container that seals and can go in your uh, cooler. Uh, right, you're not thinking of skewers things. that you put on a grill necessarily. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, you so you stop by the road and fire up your, your hibachi? No, you can just eat them cold. Just eat oh, them. I see. They're like raw, yep, and just slice uh, tomatoes and uh, salamis and things like that. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's like what I meant. I meant pasta. foods you don't need to cook. That's what I meant, yeah. Right, yeah. Or, or like you can cook some chicken, and or you could grill some chicken ahead of time and, and have cold chicken along with, you know, as you say, with some tomatoes and green peppers and... And a little dip. You could, yeah. You just have to make sure that you keep them in the cooler and uh, keep that cooler inside the car, if at all possible, because the trunk is the hottest part of the car. So I like that. I like those ideas. In, what other things? Um, other things we like to do are uh, things that you can pack individually. So, like, you can't forget dessert. So we have a great dessert on our site. It's a picnic berry shortcake, and they're packed in the one-cup mason jars. And it has just like a little shortcake in the bottom, a little custard, and then a fruit mixture that goes on top. Put the lid on, and you can just stack them up in your cooler. And uh, when you are packing your cooler, think about what things that you're going to need. And ice is a big one that takes up a whole lot of space, but you need it. Uh, use other things. Oh, you mean like those uh, packs that you put in your freezer and take out and it'll keep it cold for a long time? Uh, you can take like the juice box that the kids have with a straw oh, attached yeah, yeah. to it or a uh, bowl of water. You want to take a little water out before you but you can pack those in a cooler nicely. They'll keep everything cold and when they start to thaw, then you can actually start James, you're breaking up on us. Are you on a cell phone? Yeah, we're we're not getting much of what you're saying now. I don't know if you can walk closer toward a window or somewhere where the signal might be a little stronger. How's this? That's much better. Okay, you were saying okay. so. Use, you're using juice packs not just for juice, but also to keep the food cold. Right, and because they're they're great, uh, they'll stay frozen for a long time, and then by the time your first rest stop is, they'll start to thaw out, and the kids can use them uh, to drink. Good idea. Uh, other things that you can use, like I love to use like frozen fruits. So, like frozen peaches, frozen strawberries, just put them in Ziploc bags, toss them in there to kind of keep everything cold, and then they'll start to thaw out as well, and then you can actually eat them. Very cool. Very creative. Yeah. All right, we've got a minute left. You got anything else you want to suggest? Well, we've got, um, uh, so like coffee. A lot of people will throw coffee in a thermos and go, but there's like a, a great thing that you can do is just make your smoothie the night before, uh, throw it in your thermos, stick it in the refrigerator, and then just give it a shake in the morning when you're on the road and you've got breakfast right at hand. You don't have to worry about it. 
Um, other things that don't need any refrigeration are like snack mixes. Uh, you, we have a number of great snack mixes on our website, which is tastehome.com. But you can also make your own. Just grab whatever favorite fruit, dried fruits that you need, uh, any grains. Toss in a few spices. You don't have to just stick with what it is. And then those can just go in sealable bags, and they, they can go anywhere in the car. They don't have to stay in the cooler. You're making me want to uh, take a, a car trip, James. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, our pleasure. James Shend is the editor of Taste of Home. The website is tasteofhome.com. And as you heard uh, James tell you, there are, are some of these recipes he's mentioning, and I'm sure others at tasteofhome.com. You can skip the rest stop snacks. You can skip the uh, uh, bad fried park uh, amusement park grub and, and have your, yourself a little gourmet uh, uh, lunch or dinner while on the road. James, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Have a good day. Take care. Jeez, wish mom and dad had thought of these things. Uh, do I have time for a deal of the week, uh, Jeff, or no? Yeah. No, no, five seconds? I don't have time. All right, we're going to bid. Uh, if your station is leaving us after this first hour, we'll see you here, same time, same station, next weekend. Uh, most of our stations are sticking around for our second hour. I hope you are. we got a big second hour coming up. Give us about uh, time to do some local news and some spots, and we'll be right back with you. Don't go away. listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.